Welcome to RMGT Open Mic. I'm Jim Luttrell, your host, and today I'll be joined in studio by Chris Manley, president of Graphco, as we talk to Sean Sunquist, the president of Range Printing located in Brainerd, Minnesota. Now, Sean has a fascinating story of building his print business by expanding, of all things, into live feed broadcasting of youth sports in the Midwest. Here's a clip of what we'll hear. So I was looking for something that could really help us create a vertical market in that category. And, and we found it. You start talking about their streaming and you become, we're a revenue share to them as well for their streams. So we become a fundraising arm uh, for the hockey world. And they're interested in working with us on apparel. So let's kick it off. Sean, welcome to the podcast, and please tell us a little bit about Range Printing. Well, Range has evolved over the years. I'm third generation. Um, my grandfather started this company over 51 years ago, and um, yeah, we, we've, we've changed a little bit since then. Uh, gone from just a ma-pa sheet-fed printer to a complete marketing company that does everything print. Oh, that's cool. Now, Chris, how, how long have you guys work together how long has Graphco worked with uh range well interestingly sean and uh his vp of um operations bill came into the print 14 trade show booth down at uh mccormick place i had actually never met sean or bill but we had several good conversations during his first time in the booth. And then throughout the next two days of the show, he and Bill were back a number of times to ask follow on questions. So that was really when we first met. So that was back in, in 14. Now, Sean, at that time, um, wh what were you doing? Like, as far as, you know, as a commercial printer, uh, big iron, what, what kind of shop were you back then? So we were a complete Heidelberg shop um, from head to toe, uh, all the way through bindery. And we had a 40 inch four color perfector and a five color 29 inch with a coder. Um, really knew that we were gonna be faced with some challenges in the very near future, not only because of the age of the machines, but um, kind of funny, Chris, you would mention about the trade show. You know how you don't really want somebody to know you're interested in something and you just kind of walk in, <laughs> walk out, you walk in and walk out. I was doing that. Yeah, so, Chris, Chris well, wouldn't be, he wouldn't I, let I, you I go, be, huh? <laughs> I, I got to be honest, Sean. I've been selling equipment a long time. When someone comes back four or five times over a two and a half day period, there's an interest level. So, but. Well, it wasn't because you had good treats, but yeah, no, we. <laughs> <laughs> hey, our treats have gotten better, Sean, in the, in the years since. Yeah. <laughs> we, we really just never looked at this as an op, you know, as an option. Uh, we've been such a Heidelberg company and uh, honestly, the, the LED UV, the speed of make ready, the, the machine is 
pretty complete. And we really thought we needed to dig into this a little bit further. So, you know, long story short, we ended up jumping on a plane, going and taking a look at one in action. Um, and then we took a look at one at the Graphco demo facility, which ultimately we ended up buying that demo machine. Um, it, it's been a, a game changer for us. Um, at Range, we've always tried to adopt technology on the early side. So we're early adopters. Um, my employees will test, I've jumped into some software that was maybe not quite mature enough yet, but uh, we, we hit a home run with this um, purchase. Uh, we were able to go from the 40 inch and the five color running a couple shifts a day with four crews to running with one machine, just two crews and having still available press time. So um, as you can imagine, just the ROI on that, just reducing headcount was a big deal. Um, so long story short, it's been a good, good um, machine for range. Yeah, well, that sounds good. Now you talk about um, kind of getting ahead of the technology curve, like in a nutshell, what would you say for range, like by adopting LED UV curing, like what, what is that? Like, how has that impacted you, what you do there? You know, it's, it's funny because there's several pieces to that. It, it's about turn time. It's about um, just eliminating some of the hazards of print, right? I mean, how many times have we had issues in the delivery or marking or backing up a job or uh, spray powder? You know, all those, all those variables were gone for us. And um, it just made us a, a much better predictable printer. Um, we were able to hit deadlines. Um, you can cut jobs, you can go to bindery faster. Um, and you know, the quality level was, was amazing, um, especially on an uncoated substrate, which we do quite a bit of for some of our clients. Okay, all right, that sounds good. That sounds good. Um, now, when we, we talked to a lot of printers and, and, you know, this idea of offset versus digital, I mean, you guys obviously do both. What, what, kind, what kind of digital presses are you running there? Uh, at the time we were running two HP Indigos. Um, <laughs> crazy part is I talk about replacing the Heidelberg equipment, but we actually replaced an Indigo as well. Um, I'm a big fan of an Indigo, don't get me wrong, but uh, we were able to work smarter and take the um, the work that was just static and that we were maybe just burning, burning clicks on that we were able to pull that off and put it on the RMGT. Um, because the purpose of digital in many cases is the turn time, right? Yeah. Faster. Well, the LED UV ink did that for us. Um, the fast make credits did that for us. Um, you know, to put a quantity to it, it's all relative to the size of the job, the sheet size, the number out, that type of thing. But, um, you know, you could get into jobs where it, it just made more sense um, based on your schedule and based on, you know, that sheet size. Um, yeah. Sometimes a dollar amount did come to play, um, but, you know, quantities, shoot, we run, we run jobs of 250 to 500 um, on Off, the, offset, offset, you know, and, and not, not done it to, because that's a staple of how we're going to make money in the future, but you know, in a pinch, why not? Right, right. Because, you know, it's funny, uh, 
conventional wisdom would be like, well, no, no, that's a short run job. You would never run it that short run of a job on offset. But um, what you're saying is what we're hearing from a lot of printers. And that's, that's just, it's a, it's a print manufacturing process that um, I don't know if you, if you, to me, when you listen to all the, the talking heads in the industry, you would think that nobody would ever invest in an offset press again. But, no, it was definitely going against conventional wisdom, you know. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, especially yeah. back then. I mean, it, it was it was just like, no, it's like what percentage of your work of your print work would you say offset digital? And I guess even what because I know you have a big wide format part of it too. Um, what, what's do you have a rough split about what percentage of your work goes where? Um, yeah, that's a great question. Uh, I would say that we're about 65 to 70% cheap fed these days. Um, digital did slow down a little bit in the pandemic. Uh-huh. Um, to be honest with you, the, that was a surprise. Um, but, you know, from, from a sheet fed to digital standpoint, and I'll exclude large format, um, I would say it's in that neighborhood, which is yeah. surprising because we were 50-50. Really? Yep. You were 50-50 back in 14 or 50-50 pre-COVID? Like, what do, you, what do you mean? 50-50 back in 14. Yeah. And now and now you're more, you're skewing more toward offset, you know. Correct. Yep. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, Sean, I, that's what I keep hearing. And I'm fascinated by that. And it just, to me, comes back to, it's a print manufacturer, you know, where, what's the most economical production, best print manufacturer? Because it's not about, oh, the quality so much. I mean, the quality is better, but I mean, no, yeah. the quality of offset and digital, I mean, not, no one, no one's making an issue of that. I mean, they both are very good. They both are very good. They both are very good. So, well, that's pretty cool. Now, um, you did talk about the code. So how, how did you guys manage through the COVID, you know, this, well, we're still managing it, but I somehow feel like we're coming out of it. But like, how, how did that last year go for you? You know, believe it or not. Um, so we have 74 employees here at range and throughout the COVID process, I mean, I hit the panic button like everyone else. Um, I put together the list of people that we were going to try and protect that were gonna keep us going uh, when things were gonna get terrible as we assumed it was going to happen. And um, we were considered a critical business. We were able to keep our doors open in the state of Minnesota because of our financial printing and some of the healthcare work that we do. Uh-huh. So um, when we started to discover that that was possible and we also noticed that the work really wasn't slowing down, don't get me wrong, it did for about 30 days. Yeah. When everybody was in shock and awe, um, we didn't lay off a single person. In wow. fact, we grew. I think at that time we were in the 65 category of employees, and now we're up. We're up to that 74, 75 range. So um, we saw growth, and, and and part of that is yes, our customer base um, is amazing, but. Uh, our diversification really helped. That's great. I'm glad to hear that. We're happy to hear that. Now, you, you should take a lot of pride in that too, Sean. You and Mary both should because, you know, a lot of that was that you all never succumbed to the shock and awe, which not every printing company in America can say that. And it all does start in those, those front two offices. So 
Well, thank you. Thank you. But it was, it was also decision-making, you know, the markets that we serve, the equipment that we purchased, um, the diversity, um, you know, range does do things outside of sheet fed printing. We do large format printing. We do apparel, we do promo. Um, we do have a very multifaceted business and some of it is web driven. Uh, actually some of it is even app driven. So, um, that kept kept us rolling. Oh, interesting. Now, Chris, you and you and Sean, before we got on, we're talking about something interesting. I don't know, Chris, do you want to kind of kick that off with Sean? I, I'm, I'm, it's fascinating what you guys were talking about. Well, I, I might even start with a bit of a story. You know, anyone who's ever been to the great state of Minnesota knows that, that hockey is not a sport really it's basically like a culture or almost a religion and one of the really fun events that i had the chance to to do with any customer ever was to go to a youth hockey high school hockey game with sean and mary and i i believe it was eli who was playing that night and it's so it someone from ohio that's just such a different thing but Sean well, that's because you got the Columbus sure. Blue Jackets, Chris. I mean, come on. You don't have yeah, the Bruins. Yeah, yeah. We have know. the Bruins out here. And, you know, Sean's got the Wild. And, you know, you got the Blue Jackets and John Tortorella. But anyway, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll let you keep going. Well, I, I would just say that the high school that my kids went to, there were about 13 kids on the hockey team. So I don't even know if that's actually a full team because <laughs> it's just not a big thing in Ohio. We're up there. I mean, everyone does. But. My point in all this, though, is that Sean has always been very involved in youth hockey and Brainerd there and has now um, has now begun an enterprise that I want him to talk more about, but that is bringing youth hockey right into people's you know living rooms. And boy, during Corona, to be able to have a parent or grandparent see their their son or grandson playing hockey from remote had to have been a huge thing. But I'd love Sean to talk a little bit more about this new um, enterprise that he's begun. Well, I'll try and keep it short and sweet. But yeah, I, in Minnesota, we definitely drive a special culture. Um, it is something that uh, is shared on none other uh, than with Russia. I mean, we got the second largest group of hockey players in the world second to another country. And so it is a special culture around here. Wait, 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 so, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Now I wanna hear that, like per capita, what are you talking about? Like per yeah, capita? Have, like Minnesota has like 60 plus thousand kids involved in hockey. Oh man, yeah, so I'm a big hockey fan, Sean. This, I'm fascinated by this. Keep, come on, keep telling me, come on. All right, so I, I've been a youth association board member, then a president, and then I ended up um, starting a nonprofit, uh, a foundation, and we ended up purchasing um, our ice facilities here in locally and um, to uh, expand the opportunity for youth hockey. And, and I just want to back up. The whole reason I'm doing this is because I'm a geek, but I, <laughs> this is about the kids. Okay. And if there's a way that I can help share in that 
success story, I'd love to. And it's not about the kids that are the top 2%. It's about all the kids. Yeah. So um, long story short, uh, I was working on a solution to stream games in our facility on my own. And I ended up uh, bumping into another gentleman who was also shared a similar passion. And he, uh, he was a, a couple months, uh, almost nine months ahead of me in his thought process. So he had already uh, landed on a camera system that he was going to use. And so we ended up being buddies for quite a while. And we talked about these opportunities and I helped him with, with many different things. Although um, I'm not going to take the credit. He was, he was amazing. Anyway, long story short, uh, he started a streaming company called MN hockey TV and with the intention of hopefully getting about 16 cameras in and then COVID hit. So um, as you can imagine, it was chaos and 16 was, cameras in 16 facilities or 16 yeah. kids. Yeah, so, yeah. Some uh, facilities have two rinks. So, uh -huh. um, but uh, it, it blew up for him and um, just sharing in that vision, he reached out to me and said, Hey, do you want to do this too? And I'm like, absolutely. So we ended up purchasing MN hockey TV um, and uh, started we're taking it to another level. We're up to 77 venues, have about 30 more installs on the horizon over the next 90 days. Um, we're taking it from MN Hockey, which will be a channel to a Youth Sports Plus model. And Youth Sports Plus will be an app that will cover all sports from baseball to soccer. Um, and it, hopefully across the nation, we're gonna try and concentrate on the Midwest first but uh, we're touching a lot of people um, have had viewership of a single hockey game here in Northern Minnesota um, of over 4,000 people purchasing. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh yeah. Uh -huh. That is so cool. So, you know, long story short, the, the, for range, the, how it impacts range, you know, we do apparel printing, right? Uh, right, right. Correct garment, all that fun stuff. And typically it's been business to business and we do some collegiate work. We have collegiate licensing. Um, we do a lot of team sports, but um, it was kind of a slow year through COVID. Yeah, yeah. So I was looking for something that could really help us create a vertical market in that category. And, and we found it. Um, Isn't that so cool. are amazing. And you start talking about their streaming and you become, we're a revenue share to them as well for their streams. So we become a fundraising arm uh, for the hockey world and they're interested in working with us on apparel. Oh man, that sounds like the ultimate win-win there. And then the kids win too. That's fantastic. That's a great story, Sean. That is a great story. Thank you. Yeah, I'm really proud. Uh, I think if you also consider the scalability of this post-corona where, you know, people have become so much more accustomed to, to a virtual engagement, which we certainly 
I mean, I would hope doesn't mean that the rinks are empty because everyone's at home watching on TV. And I don't think that would ever happen in Minnesota or in a lot of other areas, but it'll be possible. Yeah. So I, if, you know, a grandparents in Florida during the winter, they can still see their grandchild playing and other things like that. I, I, my belief, um, and the reason we're, we pulled the trigger on this is I believe that it has changed forever. Um, you know, I remember those four hour car rides and, and, you know, we had to buy the, the Yukon XL to get all the hockey bags in it, you know, our family. And, uh, I think some of those days are done, you know, um, mom might go to the game with a group of other moms or dad might go to the game with a group of other dads, but there's always mom or dad or sister, brother, grandpa, or grandma that's left behind. And, you know, the world is a streaming world. Um, is going that direction every day. So um, I'm just really happy that we got a really good head start on that and are, are making a dent in, in uh, way ahead of the curve. Yeah, that, that's just fantastic. Well, I mean, that, that's just great ingenuity. And, uh, you know, you're, you're in the media business, you know, and whether it's print and now broadcast. So Congratulations, Sean. That is a great story. That is thank a great you, thank story. Thank you. I'll continue to try and tie that to print in some way, shape, or form at some point. But you know, a lot of the principles of what we do is they're all the same, you know. Fascinating. Fascinating. Well, look, we we wish you continued success in in those endeavors. Thank you. Chris, was there anything else that you felt like we wanted to touch on with Sean today? Well, I, I would just want to say that um, really on behalf of everyone at Grafco, because when you have the kind of relationship that Range and Grafco have developed, there's a number of folks involved from our internal operations team, technical service team. We absolutely love being in business with Sean's awesome company, and part because Sean's a great guy, but a lot because of what professional folks he has on staff. Everyone you get involved with knows exactly what they're doing from a professional standpoint and technically, which which is great. So we, we love being in business with, with range, that's for sure. Thank you. When it comes to RMGT and when it comes to Grafco, um, what you do marketing, Jim, for Grafco, um, right down to the service guys at Grafco, um, it's an amazing organization and I know it starts at the top, um, as well, Chris, um, I, I have a lot of respect for the organization because you listen and you care. Um, I've had many conversations with other vendors who I will tell me, well, that, you know, the mark, the industry's not ready for led, you know, that's not, that's not practical to L use led UV coating. Um, it costs too much. Uh, there aren't coatings available, Well, we've been doing it for four years. You know, it's not, it's not true. And if I didn't believe in you and believe in the process, um, I guess I wouldn't be there either, but the other vendors were just telling me it wasn't, it wasn't reality. They weren't even making presses with led curing in them. So again, early adoption and doing it, embracing it, trusting it and moving forward um, is, is helped our company. Yeah, that's great. 
Well, Sean, thanks so much. Thanks for taking the time to be with us. Thanks for sharing your story. And we wish you continued success. All right, guys. Thank you very much. That was Sean Sunquist, president of Range Printing. We thank him for being on the podcast along with Chris Manley, president of Graphco. RMG team manufactures the leading eight up sheet fed offset press in North America. And this podcast has been produced in conjunction with their North American representatives. In North America, RMGT is represented by four authorized sales and service centers that service commercial printers, offset and packaging converters, and implant printers in the United States and Canada. We'll see you on a future installment of RMGT Open Mic.